0: Hello and welcome to the Tap Market Podcast. I'm your host, Troy Scarborough. I'm an entrepreneur who has started, acquired, and more importantly, is focused on growing companies. In this podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs about how they got their start, what their company is about, what has worked for them to get to this point, and how they plan to build their brands. Expect to find actionable tactics that you can use to grow your business and get motivated to get through the grind into a meaningful entrepreneurial outcome that will change your life. I'm thrilled to have you here. Be sure to follow us on YouTube and Instagram at Tap Market. And let me know if you've been listening to the podcast. I love connecting and hearing from you. All right, let's get to it. Hey, guys, this is Troy from the Tap Market podcast. We've got a really special guest on with me today. This is Katarina. We use Katarina's service, Get It Done For Me. It's a virtual assistant service Really excited to bring not only her company, but her story to you guys about the business that she runs and how she got into this. As a current user, I could not be more happy with the service. And whether you use Katarina in her virtual assistant services directly or you find another one, this is a very important piece to growing and scaling your business. But I'm going to stop there, pass it over to Katarina to tell us about how she got started.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Troy. My company, I started it in 2016, and that was after I had been using virtual assistants since around 2007. Prior to that, I knew about Dell delegation because I've owned uh, Taekwondo schools for 15 years prior to that and before the internet was a thing. And I also prior to that had a design studio. And before that I was a model. And from the time that I started modeling around the age of 16, I discovered right away about delegation because you have a photographer, you have a makeup artist, you have a manager, you've delegated your life basically, and you just show up and do the work. And then Taekwondo schools, I realized really early on that the only way to grow was for us to quickly make student instructors who can then take over the classes for us so that I could work on sales and marketing. And then I learned that I also needed to multiply that. So one of the great things that I learned through all of this is that almost everything on your plate that you're doing right now, you should not be doing. So 80%, in order to scale a company or your business, 80% of what is on your to-do list today are things that you should be outsourcing and delegating to other people, whether that's hiring people in your office, whether that's hiring the landscaper, whatever it is, it's getting those things off your list so that you can spend your time focusing on your zone of genius and the 20% of things that you really do need to focus that really will move the needle forward. Back in 2000, and so then how I started using offshore outsourcing was in 2007, I was a in Florida my husband and I owned a real estate brokerage there for over 20 years and in 2007 people went to bed at night having just bought their house let's say for 600,000 they woke up in the morning and it was worth 300,000 we knew that this was going to happen prior to that and we knew how to do short sales so we 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 positioned ourselves to capitalize on that opportunity that very same month that we made that decision over 12,000 realtors left the MLS in just Palm Beach County alone, which is a lot of people. They just they just quit because it, it looked like it was the end of the world for real estate. And no one knew how to do short sales. So we started doing the short sales and I was doing SEO and blogging. I was doing all the marketing. And pretty soon, our phone didn't stop ringing. And we did short sales all over the entire state of Florida. And we would have 40 to 70 listings at any given time. There was no way that I could put all these listings on the internet. There was no way that I could put them all in the MLS. It was just not possible because at the same time, we're negotiating with the banks and we're doing all this really important stuff. And so I talked to a friend of mine who owned a virtual company, not an assistant, but he did a like kind of a marketing thing. And he said, why don't you put your listings on my marketing system. And I said, because I don't have time, I would love to, you know, I think your product's great. And he says, well, why don't you use my Filipino VA? And I said, oh, that's really good idea. And so I hired Leslie, his name was Leslie. And so I hired him and I trained him and he started doing all the stuff. And in a couple weeks later, he goes, this is more than full time. I can't do all of this. So I'll go find you somebody else and then you can show them what to do. And I said, no, 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 that's not how this is going to work. I don't have time to show another person I've already trained you. So why don't you go find the people? I pay you, you pay them, you train them. And I kind of like taught him how to have his own VA company, and that worked out really well. At the same time, I started coaching realtors and started speaking nationally on social media and SEO and stuff. And everybody was saying, "Well, I don't have time for this." And I said, "Well, just hire Leslie, you know, and and his team." And so I would refer all these people to him. Fast forward to 2016, I get a call, at two o'clock in the morning, from Leslie saying that his father had passed away. And he was going to close down the business because he didn't want to work anymore. And I'm like, oh no, what are we going to do? Like, this was our savior. This is like everything anything we could take off our plate, we gave to him, you know, and he would find people to do it for us. And so I prayed about it for a long time. And God just told me I needed to take over the business. And it was difficult because it wasn't on my bucket list. It wasn't in the, I was in the middle of launching a really good course and I was doing really well with the course financially. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I won't be able to do that anymore. Like, because I'm going to have to really focus on growing this company. So I took over the company in September of 2016. And the first thing I did was survey all of the current and past clients, asking them what they liked and what they didn't like. So I got the list and their typical things that people have a problem with when they hire offshore. And so we decided that we would fix it. Now there was a girl there named Daisy that had worked for me since 2006. She was still with the company doing some other things. So I asked her to stay on and we put everything onto Trello and I asked her to become my Trello board manager. And since then, she's moved up through the ranks and now she's my COO. And she is amazing. She is the queen of SOPs, of getting you organized, of helping you know what you need to be doing in your business and how to do it. She's amazing. So during that time, we were building it and I told my family, look, you're not going to see me. You're not going to, you're going to have to make your own dinner and, you know, all this stuff because I'm going to really have to put everything into this growing this company. And that's what I did the first month when I was doing my prayers. And I was arguing with Heavenly Father because I know better than him about my life, you know, know, that kind of thing. And we all know he knows better, but I was, you know, like being obstinate to him and saying, this is not my path. And I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. One, my family supports me. Two, I make a profit and I don't commingle any money from the real estate company into get it done for me. And so the very first month, I was $40 in the positive. So that was the sign that this was what I had to do. So I have been growing that along with my consulting and um, my own niche stuff that I do. And of course, I'm still a realtor, but... It is an amazing company. We have everything divided into departments. So the biggest difference when you go to online PH or Upwork, Fiverr, places like that to get your help, when you hire somebody, what happens is you have to do all the training. You have to do the hiring. You have to do the paying. We take all of that off your back. We handle all of that for you. The next thing is, is that you have to usually hire them full time. And if you're just starting out, maybe you don't trust People doing your stuff for you, maybe you're a perfectionist, maybe you're, you know, OCD on control, you're control freak. So you have to learn these, like you have to take baby steps. So we offer 10 hours a week as our minimum instead of 40 hours a week, which is a huge blessing, especially for startups. And like I said, people that have these issues about letting go, right? So that's another thing that differentiates us from the other companies. The other thing is, is our company is divided into departments. So we have a social media department, we have an SEO department, a blogging department, an ISA, which is your appointment setters. We have project managing, we have video editing, podcast editing, production, video production, anything that can be turned into an SOP, we can basically do it. We have taken companies that were totally offline and taken the entire company online. One story that I'd like to share is there was a printing company. They had several stores. I think they had three stores in Florida and then two stores, I think in Tennessee or somewhere. But these were physical brick and mortar Print shops, kind of like you know the touristy ones, where you go in and you see the t-shirt that you want, and then they make it for you. In each one of those offices, they had to have six employees, full-time employees, to do the different shifts: uh, somebody to make the t-shirts, someone to design them, put it in the computer, and all this stuff. So they decided we were going to take everything off because they couldn't get the employees to stay. Nobody was staying. Everybody was quitting. They were just going outside on Facebook and they were mean to the customers, you know, just the stuff that we deal with when you have a brick and mortar company. And we were able to staff them with people in the Philippines who knew how to run the special software that you do to create the t-shirt designs. We had a full-time designer instead of all those designers. We only needed one full-time designer. We found him and then they did everything on the internet and then sent the code to print the t-shirt, you know, whatever that is through the machine of whichever shop needed that one to print. And then the person there, the only person they need was one person would put the T-shirt in there. And there you go, customer would come in and buy it. And so this was a really nice case study of how much you can really outsource. And it saved them 70% overhead because you're not doing any W-2s, you're not doing 1099s. You know, it's written off as an outsourcing expense. So financially, most companies that we work with will save Around 70% of their overhead. If they're in the United States, a little bit more in Canada and in Europe, they're saving even more money. So it's a great way to help you start to outsource all of your tasks.
0: The thing that I really like about how you built it was that you built it from experience, that you built it from having written your own blogs and doing your own SEO. So you can put yourself in the shoes of an e-commerce entrepreneur and say, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're trying to accomplish here in your growth because I've been there. I've been in those shoes as opposed to somebody who's just an SEO writer trying to create this but hasn't really ever operated their own e-commerce business. And so now it's scaling up. I mean, we use you guys personally today for blog writing, for content writing, leveraging some of the AI tools and coordination with your team to not only do direct prompting and direct writing, proofreading, posting, keyword research, all of the above. You guys are really put in the effort to sort of get to know our business and what we're trying to accomplish. And I can be as hands off as I want. It doesn't keep me up at night worrying about the VA team and what they're doing. They get it. They're doing it for a bunch of these different companies and in, in different projects. So they know more about the space than I do. And, and I've helped them get to the point of learning about what our goals are, if that makes sense. We're even talking about potentially expanding into social media management, as an example, and even booking some of the guests for, the, for this podcast. I think the opportunity is endless. I think what everybody who is listening to this needs to remember is that these people are just as qualified as anybody sitting next to you in the States.
1: I would argue more so.
0: Yeah, potentially even more so. (laughs) What you need to remember is that you as the entrepreneur... Your hour has a certain dollar value. Anybody can go in and try to figure out what is your time worth? Maybe you're starting your company and you're doing everything for it and your time breaks down to be worth $125 an hour, but you're just tapped out. The rule is something like a quarter. If you can get somebody else to do the task that can be replaced over and over again for a quarter of the value that you're worth, do that 100% of the times. So for me, it was a no brainer. Looking at blogging as an example, I can justify paying a VA team to do things like blogging for me because we've built up the business to a certain level of income that allows us to layer off some of the cash flows to those tasks that just allow us to refocus on the things that are more important. So this team's been around for a while now since 2016 and it's very established. Where do you guys go from here? What's next? Is it more customers? Is it the right customers? Is it different profitability?
1: Yeah, of course, we want to scale. So, of course, more customers. And so, again, with scaling, one of the things we have to look at is who are we getting 80% of the profit from, right? And then who are the 20%? 20% of your customers bring you 80% of the income. So the 80-20 rule applies through everything, right, in life. And it applies there. And that's a really hard thing to do because you don't want to let go of customers, right? But customers that just can't trust us, that just are in like micromanaging, because that's not doing the entrepreneur any favors by enabling them. You're just enabling somebody to do something that's not good for them. So that's one of the things that we're looking at is uh, not taking on clients who have to be super micromanaging everything because it's not helping them grow and it's not allowing the team to do what they know how to do best. The other thing is we want to get into more larger companies that have more hours that they need to offload right now. I'm in a conversation with a broker that has around 180 agents and they want to offer transaction coordination for every one of those agents for free and the broker will pay for it. So we're looking at that right now, which would be something really good for us or e-commerce people with the handling all their Amazon stuff, handling all their ads and things like that. So that as they scale, we can scale with them, basically. So, you know, as the companies grow, then they just keep giving us more tasks to do and we can keep growing. The other thing that we're doing is we already have a few packages and we're going to do some more packages for people who don't want to hire us hourly. They can just order a package. And then we just do what the package says. There's a lot of industries and maybe specific tasks. We do that with website development. We don't make people hire us, you know, for 10 hours a week to do a website. We give them a price for the website. So that's like a, we call a one-off project. And so then those will be just packages. The other thing that I'm working on is automating more. So right now I or Daisy speak to every single lead And you can't scale that way, you know, so I either have to hire more salespeople to do that for me, or I have to automate the process a little bit more. That comes with a risk, because when I speak personally to you, you're going to get to know me, I'm going to get to know you, I get to ask you questions about your business, you get a comfort level with me or with Daisy. And the relationship tends to last longer. The attrition rate is slower than someone who just found us online and goes through a funnel and signs up without ever speaking to us. It's just a little bit harder. you know. Now, for packages, it's not so difficult to automate that process and to have them go down a funnel and buy a package because they know they're just buying a package. So it's different. It's like, you know, when you go to those websites and they tell you, oh, we're going to do your social media for $500 a month and this is what you get kind of thing. Or $1,200 a month and this is what you get, you know, that kind of thing. So we're trying to like move into that so that there are people who don't want to do an hourly system with us. They have that option.
0: Yeah, I feel like you must be getting a lot of referral leads to your hourlies and the packages almost act as a lead system as well. For example, if somebody comes in for a package, and then they convert to an hourly or other work because they've had success with your package with you. The the reason why entrepreneurs would need to go work with you or someone like you is is apparent. Yeah. I mean, everyone is going to understand. So, where can people find you and and where should they reach out? You've got your your own coaching, you've got your YouTube channels. Give some shameless plugs here so everybody can find you. And I'll also share those links in the podcast too.
1: Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Katarina Gasset. It's K-A-T-E-R-I-N-A. My last name is G-A-S-S-E-T. You can find me on Facebook. I am a entrepreneur. I have a digital creator public page, so anyone can follow me on Facebook. And my YouTube channel is Katerina Gassette. You can find me there. I have several YouTube channels, but this is the business strategy channel that I'm telling you about. You can also go to getitdoneformenow.com and get a free PDF of 365 things you can take off your list today and give to a VA to do, whether it's us or another VA. It's a great resource every day you could get off one more thing off your plate. And after a year, you have 365 things off your plate. So that's at com. Those are great places to meet with me, connect with me. I am in the 1% group. So any of you that are in the 1% group, I'm in there a lot. I help out a lot. I'm a giver. I believe in giver's gain. So that's where you can find me and you can also Google me. <laughs>
0: I'll share all those links to everyone listening here as well. And then we'll have to have you back on because you've got your hands in a bunch of other entrepreneurial verticals that you could talk about as well. But I'll give you one last plug. I I have to say, having gone through the process myself, your willingness to spend time with the entrepreneur to understand their business and to give them as much advice based on experience as they're willing to take is priceless. And I personally appreciate your time. I personally appreciate the feedback and the work that your team has done for us. So if anybody's on the fence, just reach out, have the conversation, learn more about Katarina and about Daisy and the team, because I guarantee you, if you have that conversation, you won't really have the hesitation that you have in your mind now about where to get started. It'll be pretty self-explanatory. So All in all, I appreciate your time coming on here and doing this podcast. And like I said, we'll have you back and we'll keep talking. But this may be the greatest give I've given to this community so far. If they start reaching out and taking stuff off their plate and really making those forward steps in their entrepreneurial journey, I think it's going to make a big difference. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Troy.
0: Hi there. If you found this podcast helpful, I would appreciate it if you took a minute to leave a review. This increases the reach to more entrepreneurs and other people interested in the products, brands, entrepreneurial stories, and their successes. So we can create even more positive small business outcomes. Take a screenshot, tag me in your social stories to friends. This means the world to me to know this podcast has influenced your day and life in a positive way, and that we get to be a part of your own journey. With gratitude from me, until next time, go make it a great day.